from St. Paul's first epistle to the Corinthians, chapter 9. Do you not know that in a race all the runners compete, but only one receives the prize? So run that you may obtain it. Every athlete exercises self-control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable. Well, I do not run aimlessly. I do not box as one beating the air, but I pummel my body and subdue it, lest after preaching to others I myself should be disqualified. I want you to know, brethren, that our fathers were all under the cloud, and all passed through the sea, and all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and the sea, and all ate the same supernatural food, and all drank the same supernatural drink. For they drank from the supernatural rock which followed them, and the rock was Christ. Nevertheless, with most of them, God was not pleased, for they were overthrown in the wilderness. From the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, chapter 13. At that time, Jesus spoke to his disciples this parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a householder who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. After agreeing with the laborers for a denarius a day, he sent them into his vineyard. And going about the third hour, he saw others standing idle in the marketplace. And to them he said, You go into the vineyard too, and whatever is right I will give you. So they went. Going out again about the sixth hour and the ninth hour, he did the same. And about the eleventh hour, he went out and found others standing. And he said to them, Why do you stand here idle all day? They said to him, Because no one has hired us. He said to them, You go into the vineyard too. And when evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his steward, Call the laborers and pay them their wages, beginning with the last up to the first. And when those hired about the eleventh hour came, each of them received a denarius. Now when the first came, they thought they would receive more, but each of them also received a denarius. And on receiving it, they grumbled at the householder, saying, These last ones worked only one hour, and you have made them equal to us who had borne the burden of the day and the scorching heat. But he replied to one of them, Friend, I am doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for a denarius? Take what belongs to you and go. I choose to give this last one as I give to you. Am I not allowed to do what I choose with what belongs to me? Or do you begrudge my generosity? So the last will be first, and the first last. Praise to you, O Christ. Please be seated. The sanctuary lamp burns in loving memory of Joshua Higdon, the Adoration Chapel lamp burns for the Smith family. Our used bookshelf is officially open. You can place, uh, please place donated books in the collection box, not on the shelves. Uh, we thank you for participating in this program to raise funds for the poor in our community. Be sure to look at the bulletin for information on this year's Lenten Reflection Series and our parish consecration to St. Joseph. The St. Joseph consecration books, uh, some of them are in, will be available immediately following the Mass for those who pre-ordered. Uh, additional orders may still be placed uh, at that time. This Holy Mass is being offered for Randy LeBeau. Today begins the season of Septuagesima, the 70 Sunday. It's a reminder to us that we have two and a half weeks to eat as much king cake as possible. 
right? More importantly, it's two and a half weeks to Ash Wednesday, when we begin in earnest that great and holy season. And Mother Church, in her love for us, in her consideration for us, and in her knowing us in our weakness, gives us a little bit of head start. How often it is the fact that Lent can come upon us and we find ourselves totally unprepared. And we finally, about the third or fourth week of Lent, we finally kick into gear and it's almost over. Some other church in our wisdom begins three weekends in advance to kind of get us primed so that our Lent may be even more full and fruitful by God's grace and his help. If you'd like more information uh, on the, the numbering of the season of Septuagesima, uh, there's a wonderful full-page plus write-up in the bulletin uh, from Dom Prosper Garanger, uh, wonderful, uh, I'm sure, future saint of the church, um, who, whose commentary helps us to give a bit understanding more about this holy season. But indeed, it's a time for us to begin to hear, to prepare ourselves for what is sure to be, as our readings point us to today, the battle and the toil. In Corinthians, the first letter that we read today from St. Paul, we hear about this battle that we place ourselves upon, that is a race that we are running. And the race is not against others. It's not as if, thanks be to God, only 144,000 get into heaven, uh, as Revelation would point to with the symbolic numbering. Rather, the race is against ourselves. Am I willing to defeat myself for love of Christ? What we do against others is of no concern. What we do in comparison to others, whether greater or lesser, is not of our mind to be concerned with. It is what we do with ourselves. St. Paul points out this, this fascinating reality. The people running the races, they do it for, an, for a perishable crown. They will, they will deprive themselves of food. They intensely put themselves through training. They will do all of these kinds of things. They will lose sleep. They will, they will set aside time from other activities to be able to do this one thing, to run the race well so that they can have a crown of tree placed upon their head that will wither and fade. And before long, if one were to touch it, it would simply crumble. People of the world go to great lengths for useless things. What are we willing to do for things that do not perish? St. Paul battles against himself. He says, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not shadow boxing against another person. I'm beating myself. I'm hitting upon myself to beat myself into submission. Because he knows how easily he can stray. Recall elsewhere his blessed words that continue to resonate in so many hearts. I do the things I don't want to do and I don't do the things that I need to do. He himself knows the battle of the interior. How the spirit can be willing, but the flesh can so easily be weak. And so we must fight against himself, go to war against himself, to continually train himself in running the race, lest at the end he lose. 
To this we are also given the reflection of the toil, the toil of the laborers. The laborers go out into the vineyard at the various times. Those who come out of the early day because they're smart and they want to get out before the sun comes up and get some good work in before it gets too, too warm. And then there are others at the, the various hours, the third hour, the sixth hour, the ninth hour, and those blessed souls that come in at the eleventh hour, right at the last minute. They're just sneaking in. And yet they all come to labor. This is the lot of our life, especially in our faith. On account of our first parents, the physical earth brings forth thorns and thistles, and we labor now by the sweat of our brow. Thanks for the sins of Adam and Eve. But in Christ, these things are sanctified. The toil of our days becomes filled with grace if we allow it. If we allow Christ to come into our days, our sufferings can indeed be made sweet, but they are still sufferings. There is still toil. There is still labor that we must take up as Christians in this life. And here, too, it can be a difficulty. Not so much in the, in the sense of, of beating against ourselves, but in this one, I think, beating against the world around us. To transform the world around us. To live our Christian vocation in the world is itself toil. Because our world would rather thorns and thistles. Our world would rather what is simple and easy and comfortable. Just let the stuff over there grow. We'll do our own thing here. But rather, as Christians, we must fight against this as well. To labor in the vineyard for Christ. To build up the kingdom of heaven here and now. So we're given these two encouragements. To war against ourselves and to war against the world, to war against the culture as we seek to build up the kingdom of God and the laboring of the vineyard of our blessed Lord. Some of the labors come at different times, and again, here too is not ours to be concerned with. It doesn't matter if a person comes in at the last hour or, or comes from the first. If we labor in the Lord, we all labor for the same pay. And so as we begin this holy season of pre-Lent, as we begin Septuagesima, where we strip away the Gloria, we strip away the Alleluia already, and begin to enter slowly but surely and steadily into the season of holy penance, Mother Church gives us the reason. Self-control, not for self-control's sake. Toil against the world, not simply for the sake of toiling but to recognize that these things are worth doing. Mother Church gives us today the reminder of why we have these seasons. That in the end, toiling against ourselves, we might be able to win that imperishable crown that is sainthood, to be numbered among those blessed who behold the face of God, and to labor and to toil in the vineyard of this earthly life, looking forward to the fair wage which is ours, Christ himself.